This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This is The Bird Show. So I was telling you guys over the course of the last couple of weeks and a bunch of you guys have hit me up on Instagram asking me for some results. So I'll just quickly give you guys the results of this brain scan MRI-ish thing I had to do. You still got that fuzzy thing in your eye? I sure do. Still there, right? So I was telling these guys a couple of weeks ago that um, almost overnight, I got this like filter in my eye where it's really hard to see through it. It's almost like being, you know, when you're in a pool and you have your eyes open, uh, it's like that at about a quarter of my eyes or when you get a smudge in your sunglasses or your glasses. So you can see through it. Just, it's just annoying. Cloudy. Cloudy on, on just a quarter of my right eye. Gone to eye doctors. Uh, they couldn't find anything. So they sent me to uh, a neurologist, which is a really scary place to be because if they find something there, now you're talking about something really wrong with your noggin. And I didn't really want that. So uh, I went in, I got the MRI the other day, and a lot of you guys were warning me those MRI machines, man, if you're claustrophobic, you are going to freak out. I've had like six MRIs in my life, and I have fallen asleep during every single one of them. <laughs> It's so relaxing to me. Why have you needed so many MRIs? Uh, knees. Oh, okay. Um, stuff like that. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Shoulder, hip. You get. You just get to an age. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. It's, it's like the doctor starts giving you, hey, six MRIs, you get the seventh free. <laughs> um, so I got the MRI and they also um, put some dye up in there. The good news is they did indeed find a brain. Oh, good. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I Shut had pred- up, haters. He's got one. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> like I had predicted, it's not nearly as big as I thought. Um, but they couldn't find anything. It all Good. came back. Yeah, absolutely great. Now, they did see something like maybe on the cornea of my right, right eye. Okay. Uh, so that might lead us to something down the road. So now I'm going to see an ophthalmologist. Mm-hmm. And they should be able to figure this thing out. But what but a relief. But it's not the brain. It's not the brain. What a huge sigh of relief you had to felt. So I can't even fall on that, uh, fall back on that when I say stupid things on the radio. I can't go, well, I got something with my head. Yeah, no. It's nothing with my head. You might have should have kept that one for <laughs> just in case. <laughs> All right, so let's get into something way more fun here. Abby's got an email because mom here is ready to make amends. These disconnects and these estrangements are so difficult in families. But now mom said, All right, I'm ready. Hey, Bird Show friends. I'm conflicted as my heart says one thing, but my head says another. I need your advice to help me lean one way or the other. I would really love to know what Bert thinks because he too has a complicated relationship with his mother or lack thereof. I'm 32 and pregnant with my third. My mother recently became engaged and is getting married next month. We aren't close and haven't been for years. Oddly, she reached out and he asked me to be a bridesmaid in her wedding. Not just an invitation to the wedding, but an actual bridesmaid. I have several concerns. The biggest one, the biggest one begin. I think it's supposed to say being. uh, The biggest one being she hasn't been there for me or tried to pursue a relationship in years. To be fair, neither have I. 
being pregnant with two toddlers and in school part time. I don't know if I want to commit my time to her wedding and all the activities that surround a wedding. There would be the planning and throwing of a shower and then standing in the wedding and possibly having to give a speech. What on earth would I say? This woman hasn't even met her grandchildren yet. While I would like to forge a relationship with my mother, I'm not sure this is the way to go about it. But if I decline, will there be no hope for a future relationship? Hmm. So if I'm not teetering with emotions already, let's get into this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, when I read these, it it always really does spark uh, something in my soul and my heart, and it really hurts. And it's not fair that... Some parents just kind of like pick and choose when it's time to have a relationship. And I've had parents like that too. And it's infuriating. Like, you know what? We're just going to be out of your life during the tough periods. But you know, now everything's cool. I'm ready. Oh, that's great that you're ready. Um, Here would be my suggestion to you because I've had to do this with both of my crappy parents. It's just that you're on your own timetable here. Your parents aren't going to change. You can't expect them to change. The only thing you can do is control the way that you react to them. If you don't want to be there, if you don't, if you are not ready for this relationship yet, do not engage in it because you will only get hurt in the long run if you're not fully committed to it. So, as a guy that's gone through it a couple of different times, you know when you're ready to dabble in it, and when you're not, you cannot lie to yourself. Yeah, the fact that she's asking her daughter to be in her wedding and she has yet to meet any of her grandchildren. I, I get pissed when we get emails like this. Yeah. Um, you, there is nothing wrong with establishing boundaries, especially with family, um, to protect your sanity and to keep out toxicity. You are currently pregnant and you have two toddlers on your hands. Um, and if your mom can't see that, when you tell her, hey, um, we would like to attend the wedding, but I'm not in a place where I could be in the wedding. Um, and you don't even really have to, you don't have to explain yourself. You don't mm-hmm. have to be like, I'm pregnant. I got two kids, you know, two toddlers, blah, blah, blah. Um, just be like, let's take baby steps here. I'd like for you to meet your grandchildren (laughs) and and then we can like, we can take it from there. Yeah. For me, I would have to decline. Um, mostly because this would read to me if I was in this position as like, you want the look, but you don't want to put in the work. Mm -hmm. And I, I wouldn't be able to show up and pretend like, Oh, look at my happy family at your Mm -hmm. wedding for everyone. When I know behind the scenes, you, you you don't deserve that. You haven't earned that. So I, no, I would have to politely decline. That's 100% what it is. She Mm -hmm. wants to put on like a facade of a happy family in front of everybody. Like, Mm -hmm. look, my daughters are in my wedding. Everything's great. Exactly. It's just, it's, it's all fake. What you got abs? You know what? I'm actually going to take the mother's side on this because I can imagine if you're the type of person that's going to cut off your own daughter, you've probably cut off a lot of other people in your life. And maybe it took you getting engaged and planning a wedding to realize how few people you have surrounded yourself with. And maybe she realized, wow, I've really done myself a disservice by cutting off these important people. And I, even though I, I think it's horrible and I know how much hurt she has caused you by distancing herself from you and your children. I do think it did take a little bit of courage and bravery to to realize even though I'm in the wrong she was in the wrong in terms of just staying away from the family for so long 
you really do have to get over that pride to be able to make that connection again. And I would hate for you to just cut that off when this is her way of trying to make amends and mm-hmm. extend the olive branch, even though it might not be the perfect way to go about it and things were she's just kind of smoothing years of pain over. I do think she's going on, she's taking a step to to mend things. So I think you should go with it. Look at you seeing the good in people this time. <sighs> Who would have thought? Yeah, no, this is a manipulating mom. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. I think Mo really nailed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wants to paint this picture that everything's okay, but guess what? It's not. Exactly. Uh, and if you fight that and you, um, you sell yourself out by going, you're only going to regret it and everybody at that wedding uh, and everybody in this relationship is going to be unhappy. So I, I, I'm with you guys. Just pass on it. Hey, the Bird Show. The one that got away. I think we have all admitted in here before that there's really not anybody back in our life that we would go, oh man, that's the one that got away. And even if you had one, Kristen, as a married woman, you couldn't tell us. Well, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Abby, of the hundreds of dates you have been on and you said that you have never looked forward to a second date, is there any one of them yeah, that it, potentially could have been the one that got away? It would have been a miracle had it happened. But um, alas, no, there is not the one that has gotten away. I think I'm the one that has gotten away from <laughs> yes. a few men, if I, I do like say that. so myself. I like that. I like you said it with the hair flip, too. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little, little chutzpah for it. <laughs> so Jamie here, this sounds a little silly. Uh, Jamie, we got to get you on. Jamie thinks that the one that got away might have been her middle school boyfriend. Now, certainly... You know more about this guy now than you did back then. Was this a middle school boyfriend or a middle school crush whom you've never dated? This is a middle school crush. Yeah, we never actually got together. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to establish that for you, Just as I was hoping to give it a little bit more credence. Okay, do explain. Yeah, so I recently got divorced and it was it was a little bit unexpected and I just never thought that I would be in this situation. And now that I am, I just have not been ready to date. It's, it's really difficult to go through that and think that you can trust someone again. And, you know, a lot of us have been there. I'm sure people can relate. And you get a little nostalgic. You think about how things could have been different. And um, I started thinking back to like middle high school and, you know, those fun crushes where everything is great. And you're in that bubble and you just never think about anything going wrong. And I thought about Jason and he was just this guy that I thought was so cute. We were great friends. I had this huge crush on him and I got a little curious. I got on social media and did some reminiscing and I thought about maybe asking him out. Um, I just don't want to be creepy or be one of those people with rose colored glasses. who's looking backward, you know, because she's scared to move forward. Like, Obviously, there are a lot of things that could go mm-hmm. wrong with this, but I was also like, we live in an age where we do everything online. Like, sure. what's the harm, right? Okay, let's go ahead and normalize this because I don't think this is that nutty. Okay, so you're just thinking of your past and then you look them up online and... They've aged very well. They've aged very well. And as an adult, what else, though, in his adult life are you attracted to where you think, okay, this might be a guy that I want to reach out to and have some drinks with? Yeah, so he looks very successful. Uh, He's done well for himself based on the photos. Um, Nice house, looks like he's responsible. He looks to be single. I mean, I can't verify, but he seems single. Um, He still seems to be really funny. Like, he'll post a lot of reels that I think are hysterical. Like, we seem to still have the same sense of humor. And, yeah, he just looks to be a really mature, nice guy looking to date and be serious with someone and, you know, me being 35 now and him being around the same age, I'm like, 
maybe it's time we can actually be mature enough to have mm. an adult real relationship. I mean, what's the harm? Do you all remember your middle school crushes? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you remember the first and last name? Debbie Pierce. Greg Collins. <laughs> Valerie Soto. I reconnected with mine when I was 22. You did? Mm-hmm. My first grade, I, I guess you could call oh, it hello, a boyfriend. first and last name. I'm, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving it out because <laughs> we still follow each other. He'll, 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 he will probably <laughs> listen to this segment. I think I was the one that got away for him. But I we still had mutual friends. And I one day brought him up to a mutual friend. I was like, I saw him on Instagram a while back. Stupid hot, very successful, went to a great university. And long story short, we were pen pals for a long time. And then we ran into each other at a bar, literally 15 seconds into the conversation. I was like, I'm out. Really? Yeah. Now, are these crushes we're talking about or boyfriend, girlfriend? Oh, it was just a crush. Oh, okay. She was my, she was my girlfriend in middle school and we had an on again dating relationship through two years of college. Okay. I didn't, I never had a, I never had a boyfriend in middle school. Oh yeah? No. That's sad. And my first kiss was when I was 14. It's sad, but not shocking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jamie. So you're looking at him in his adult life and he looks successful like this. I'm trying to normalize this. So yeah. even if this was just a guy on Tinder that you looked at you and you didn't know who he was and you didn't have this past, you'd go, that's a good looking guy. And then you'd also say, all right, he seems pretty successful. This might be a dude that I'm interested in. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Without a doubt. I but ser- the history helps. Yeah. Seriously, no harm, no foul. I mean, what's what's the worst that can happen? You still don't talk to each other? Hmm. <laughs> 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 you definitely got nothing to lose. Right. Yeah. And this is kind of an easy icebreaker right mm-hmm. here. Like, you're probably not going to remember me from back in the day, but here I am, blah, blah, blah. And you guys live close to each other. We do. Yeah. All right. So we're sort of doing this retrospectively because Tommy already has the answers. Our studio director reached out to this dude. Um, Did he remember you? I don't know. I haven't seen the follow-up yet. Did he remember you? Is he interested in going out? Does he have himself a long-term girlfriend? Is he engaged? Hang out for a couple of seconds and we got answers for you, okay? Sounds great. All right. We'll do it next on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. So Jamie uh, hit us up a while back and we were just talking to her. Hey, Jamie. Hey. Uh, and she was telling us that um, she had a crush way back in the day in elementary school. And she's 35 now. She recently divorced. So she's going over in her head, dudes, kids that she was a- attracted to back in the day. And she stumbled upon this dude that she had a crush on. Um, what did we call him? Jason. Jason. Um, and she was looking at him as an adult going, what? This guy's hot now. And he's funny. He's funny. He's successful. So maybe the icebreaker is circling back with him and saying, hey, do you remember me? And would you like to go out now? Because she's divorced and it doesn't look like he's involved with anybody. So she wanted our help to reach out to this guy, which Tommy, our show director, did. And he will take it from here, Jamie. Yep. I was able to DM with Jason. and I said, hey, Jason, hope you're doing well. This is a bit random, but I work on a radio morning show called The Bird Show. A listener of ours reached out to us about a really old crush she had, and by old, we're talking like a crush from 20-plus years ago. The person she had a crush on was you, and it was way back in middle school. We're hoping you might be interested in reconnecting. And he immediately hit me back. He said, hey, middle school, huh? That's a while back. You haven't told me who this person is. I said, right. Do you remember Jamie Blank? And he said, mm, I don't think so. 
Do you have her Instagram or something? Maybe seeing her pics will help jog my memory. And I said, yeah, I totally understand the memory lapse. Middle school would have been a long time ago. Jamie recently went through a divorce and is finally ready to jump back into the dating world. Why, do you, why are you going in so hot, Tommy? That's just, what he does, I'm man. I'm just giving information. Got to get a brother some background. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't really considering dating at all until she stumbled upon some old memories and thought of you. She was kind of on the fence about reaching out. But we decided to do it for her. He's like one of those wild Broncos at the rodeo that's behind the gate. Tommy is. And as soon as the gate opens, he goes in hot. Sir, I believe my results speak for themselves. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, you're kind of making her sound a little desperate here. A little bit. Mm. Well, she kind of is a little mm. bit. Hey, stop that. <laughs> that's not true. I know. She's thinking about middle school boys. <laughs> You need to anyway. change the way you said that sentence. Yeah. She needs to think about, not, like, not, she's not thinking about middle school boys. She's thinking about a boy she went to middle school with. Context is very important. Very here. important. <laughs> Otherwise, what we would be doing would be illegal and we wouldn't be doing it right it now. It is kind of strange though. the first remembering of him is him as a, like a 12-year-old. Like oh, she, she's also stop. 12. Yeah, you, you know she can hear us, right? She's like on the phone with us and she's a listener. You realize that, right? I don't mind. <laughs> Jason said, I see can you send me that I, her IG handle? And I said, oh, wait, I forgot to ask if you're single. She thinks you might be based on some of the research she's already done. But if she's wrong, oh, then it. we obviously won't bother you anymore. Why are you telling her, him that she's done research on him? You are seriously painting her in the worst possible light. I'm just light. telling the truth. But this is the silliest thing also, is that we already know that we're checking each other out online anyway, and we're stalking each other and doing the homework. It's like the dirty little secret that we're not supposed to talk about, but is it really out of the ordinary? It, no, it's not out of the ordinary, but you don't need to say it aloud. As again, again, I say... I get results. Okay. As evidenced by his next statement, he answers the question. I am single. Is she on Instagram or no? He wants to see what she looks yes. like. And I said, yes, she is. He said, great. Can you send me your profile? I said, yes, sorry. Here you go. I sent her the profile. He goes to her profile and says, checked out her Instagram, but I, can't, I still can't seem to remember her. Jamie, do you not look the same at all as you did in middle school? <laughs> right. I, I have changed a lot, I'll be honest. It's it's fair. He did say she does look cute, though, with an exclamation point. What? Okay. And says, tell her I can grab a drink on Thursday night if she's free. There you go. All right. I said, okay. that sounds great. I'll let her know. I'm sure she is free. Can't wait to hear all about your date. I'll have, you, I'll, uh, have her text your number and he said okay all right jamie so all systems go there you go all right so it, it yeah it could be strange um i think we have to have a little dialogue here on exactly what to and not to talk about during this date okay because it could seem okay. a little it could seem a little creepy i mean yeah if you reverse roles and it was a dude doing this to a girl that was in middle school it might have a different <sighs> texture yes mm. <laughs> See what we're saying? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Look, either way, the way, that's kind of, I love that he's like, I'm sure she's free on Thursday. That's not a problem. Right. <laughs> Plus, he takes a look at you on Instagram. <laughs> if she's reaching out to an old middle school crush, yeah. your calendar's wide open, dude. <laughs> hate to break it to you. You ain't got nothing going on. So, all right. Either way, the result is the same, right? So, you're good to go. Green light. Go see him Thursday night. I think I would minimize 
minimize the elementary school talk. Middle school. Middle sure. school, I'm sorry. Middle school talk. But mm-hmm. you know what? You got the green lights. Go for it, girl. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I would have never done this by myself. Um, good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're here. <laughs> hey, hit us back after the date and let us know how it goes, okay? Absolutely. All right, bye-bye. Thank bye. you. And if any of you guys bye. want to do that, just hit us up at thebirdshow.com. The Bird Show. So my dude made a mistake that cost him thousands of dollars and literally has no one to blame but himself. Mm. Cost him how much? Thousands. Okay. Ooh. And I think we all know a person who... May read things, but not always to the bottom. Huh. Really, Mo? Don't we all know someone really? like that? Yeah. Mo. Huh? Mo does this all the time. <laughs> so I, weird. It's, I feel like the Spider-Man meme in here. When like you're pointing your finger at Mo, Mo's pointing his finger at you. 100% that. And so he's one of those guys as well. And so he was trying to celebrate an event that he has coming up. And it seemed as if the universe actually really made a way for him to do this. Except it was just one small thing that he apparently missed out on. So a good friend of mine is a DJ. He DJs for a lot of different people, a lot of different clients, and he's always getting hired to do different gigs. And what I've learned in his journey is sometimes when you DJ for different companies, they may not always want to pay you financially. They may want to pay you based off whatever it is that they have or that they offer. So maybe you'll DJ for a really big clothing retail store and they'll give you an opportunity to have a bunch of different outfits as mm-hmm. opposed to money. And it's you a- can say yes if that's if you're cool with that compensation or not. It's a barter. Exactly. So in his particular case, he has he's won an Emmy. And so he's going to the Emmys. So congratulations to him. I'm proud of him for that. And he came to me and he's like a lot like myself. He's not a suit guy and I'm not really a suit guy either. So when he came to me about help shopping for suits, I'm like, yo, I go with you. But that's not really my thing either. But he knows that he's going to be going with guys that are going to come and show up looking very, very nice. These are suit guys. He wants to go up and get his award and he want to look like something. He want to look like he knows what he's doing up there. Do you know how to tie tie? I do. I I get it done. <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't know how great it's gonna look, but I can get it done. I you got, can't. I can no clue. Not even a little bit. No, no clue. I have to meet dudes in the parking lot of events mm-hmm. uh, and tie my tie beforehand, so it looks like father is tying the tie for his son. Because I'm so. <laughs> now that you say that, I actually remember tying a tie for you once. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we all we go shopping for suits, and one of the things we realize is if you want to look really nice in a really nice suit, it's going to cost you a pretty penny. Yeah, it is. And you can't really skimp out on that mm-hmm. if that's not the look that you're going for. So he actually gets hired by this really big retail manufacturer company and they offer him this deal in which he calls me and he's like, do you think I should do it? Now, typically he likes money. That's the way he likes to be compensated. He won't really back out on that. In this particular instance, he was like, maybe this is the universe working its way to help me out. So when they offered him this, initially he said no, because the company doesn't typically hired the same DJ over and over. They like to have a variety of DJs, but I guess they hired him a couple of times. They really like his, they like his personality. They like his work ethic. And they were like, we actually want to bring you on consistently. The problem is we don't have the budget for it, but we can pay you with clothes and it's high in clothes. So when he asked me, I'm like, bro, this feels like a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Jump on this opportunity and take advantage of it. Because you were going to spend your money on getting a new suit anyway. Exactly. So I'm like, this feels like it all works out in your favor. And you'll probably end up getting a better suit than you would have if you were spending your own money because you're not actually spending your own money. 
So he was like, I didn't look at it like that. You're That's right. That's some boy math, though, because you are spending your own mm-hmm. money because you're not getting compensated in cash. You're getting compensated in suit. True. Mm-hmm. But see, I would buy, if it's my if it's coming out of my pocket, I would buy a suit that, that wasn't really the one I wanted. Mm-hmm. But if I know that you're not putting a limit on any suit I can get in your store, I'm going high end. Okay. You see? So that's how I'm looking at it. And he's like, that's valid. I didn't look at it like that. So he calls me back and he says, I'm going to take him up on a deal. I appreciate your advice. So I'm like, cool. Let me know how it works out. Show me the suit and so on and so forth. So he signs the contract and he gets a card. They give him a, they give him like two cards. One of the cards has like company name on it. And he believes in his mind, oh, this is the company card that I use in order to go pick out my clothes. So he DJ- Like a credit card? That's, you're right. Okay. So he, he does his gig and then he's like, the award show is in a week. I'm going to go to the company, pick out a suit like they told me I could. So then he tells me the story of what actually happened, which was he goes to this company and he starts asking the guy, like, I want to try on some suits. Now, the guy is bringing out top of the line suits. So in his mind, he's like, oh, this is how it works. This is how it goes because I'm this how they paying me. So he starts to feel himself a little bit. He's like, yeah, give me that suit. Let me try that one. Versace, Gucci. Exactly that. I mean, he's going high end to everything. He's throwing shoes in there. He's throwing ties in there. He's getting four-piece suits. I never even heard of a (laughs) four-piece suit. I don't know what the four-piece is for. Covers your ankles. Okay. (laughs) Right? So I'm like, and this is not even him. That's the funny thing. It's not even really like him to go this high, but why wouldn't you? Who wouldn't in this situation, right? So he's going all out, top of the line, Everything to the point where the guy brought out one suit, it didn't fit him, and he was like, Make it fit me. (laughs) Who do you think you are now? (laughs) So he goes up, he gets all of it done, sees the total, goes up to the register. There are people in line, of course. The total was like a few thousand dollars. Easily. Easily, right? For one suit? He got no. He got a couple suits, and then he got a lot of accessories. So he, you got the you got the shoes, the belts, the, belts, the hats, the tie, all of that. I'm guessing you're closer to like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, he was. He, he was. Yeah, he said it was. He said about six thousand, something okay. like that. It was up there. It was very much up there. But you know, he pulled out his car with with the swag that he had. Yes, sir. Slammed it on the table, big dog <laughs> style. That one not but a membership card. That man got 20% off of his purchase. Oh, no. Because it says in his contract that the first gig only gives him 20% off of anything that he wants from the store. And the second gig is when it kicks in for him to get anything that he wants for free. He ended up having to pay all of that money. No, he did not. Yes, he did. He like, bro, I'm going to the gym in this suit. I'm going on vacation in this suit. Sleeping in it. I'm sleeping in this yes, suit. Sir. He had to pay all of that money because he didn't want to end up saying, like, well, take it all back and look like that guy. <laughs> he could have turned around and walked out. That man got pride. Yeah, yeah. Do that. You, oh, can't that you can't do it at that point. You stuck. It's a bird show. The bird show. Cassie and Kristen, have you misplaced your kids yet for any amount of time? Have they gone off running, couldn't find them for a couple of minutes at any point yet? Because it ha- it's going to happen at some point. It happens to every parent. Right now, he's he's just two and a half, so we keep pretty good tabs on him. So, no, we have not felt that panic as a parent yet. Happened to me this past weekend. Oh, really? Um, it, it wasn't too bad. I knew she was in the vicinity. Uh, Chris and I were on a play date, and I was rolling solo with two kids, and so I'm playing with a 20-month-old, and there's one exit, so my daughter Hazel runs off to play. And I'm like, that's cool, but then I can't get eyes on her within, like, 30 seconds, and me being a hyper-anxious person was like, <laughs> and I'm like, this is a science mm-hmm. museum. 
traffickers are not paying to come into the science museum and steal your child. There are strollers unattended outside. She's around here somewhere in Lone Pole. She's around the corner. Uh, It's happened to me. I lost Hollis twice. Uh, Once was at a zoo. Little kids fast. Mm -hmm. I was just buying him a churro or something. I turn around. Where's the little kid? (laughs) Dang it. Zoo's not the best place to lose a kid, by the way. Actually, they were so excited. I think I told you guys, they were so excited that I went to security and I'm like, I lost my kid. And they're like, oh my God, we've been drilling for this for months. (laughs) Awesome. Code orange, code orange. I'm like, not awesome. It's my kid. And they (laughs) shut the zoo down. We finally found him. And then um, I lost him in a little town called New York City. Oh, yeah. Home Alone 4. Yeah, pretty much, man. And thank God it was him because he's a pretty uh, street smart kid. If it was Hayden, I'm pretty sure I would have found him in Seattle. But, uh, <laughs> so I did find him, but it made me realize and bring back those memories after I read this story this morning that uh, Colby Parker, 30-year-old dad, calls the cops on Monday night, thinks his kid has been kidnapped, so clearly he is freaking out. He said he left him in the car, he runs into the grocery store, when he gets back, the kid is gone, so he is totally and completely freaking out. Obviously, he calls the cops. So the cops start searching. They bring in canine teams and they're coordinating with other police departments in the area. Everybody's freaked out. They also go through the store security footage as well. And that's when they realized Colby couldn't find them in the car because he'd forgotten the kid at home. What? Wow. So cops go over to his house after he reports the child missing and found the kid there all alone. But he was fine. Kobe's not fine, though, because they did a breathalyzer on him and found out that Kobe had been drinking. So he'd driven to the same grocery store twice in the same day. His kid was with him the first time, but not the second time. And that's what tripped him up. Wow. Yeah, right? Wow. So they call a family member to pick up the kid. Kobe's arrested for drunk driving and child in, uh, endangerment and breach of pe- peace. Also, I don't even know what that one is. but Probably damn. for causing hysteria, like causing a scene. What? When, and you're, you're using police resources when the child yes. wasn't actually kidnapped. Um, I've heard it said before, you got to hit rock bottom before you stop drinking, man. And this is rock bottom. And I mean, as as sad as it is, thankfully he did do breach of peace because that that will hopefully get him the help he needs. Right, right. And this is going to be a wake-up call. All right, more superficially here, I want to open up the Burt Show Book of Records for who has been and left a date the quickest. Okay, Abby, have you ever been on a date so... So bad that you are out of there like half an hour, 45 minutes in, one eight five five Burt Show. No, I'm a fighter. If I'm sitting oh, yeah. through it and it feels a little awkward, I'm a fight through it for at least 60 minutes. <laughs> I feel like an hour is the unspoken rule that you're supposed to sit through a first date if you're going to be nice. I agree. So here's where I used to get tripped up. And I'm bringing this up because I have a friend that I was on the phone with this weekend that said he ends up on a date. And he's 40 minutes in and he realized in the first couple of minutes that this was not going to work out at all. So he spent 40 minutes there total before he asked for the check, gets the check and takes off. He says, date, really, really bummed and upset about it. But he's like, I am not wasting any more time. 40 minutes in and out. Okay. Which I thought was a ridiculous amount. And 
I think because I'm a people pleaser when I yeah. went out on dates, there, it was nothing less than two and a half, three hours. What? Wow. Ever. Ever. Because the conversation was always good. Like, it wasn't so awful. Well, that then that's not a bad date. I don't think that I had really ever been on a really terrible date. We need to talk to the people you went on a date with. Though. Yeah, I mean, they stuck it out also. Right? <laughs> it might be totally the opposite, but uh-huh. I don't think I've ever really had a terrible, terrible date. I've only had one um, that I can remember, and it, it didn't last but about five, maybe ten minutes max. But, it, yeah, it was it was rough But what? I was because I, I was upset. I was very upset. It's the only time I ever went on a date that came from a dating app. It was like the first time I ever tried it. And she just was completely not the woman that she was in the pictures in person, like uh, at all. Uh, it yeah. was so different that I tried to sit through it at first. But then when I started asking her questions and she made it very obvious that she knew exactly what she was doing, I was like, yeah, I'm going to leave. And I left. I left after maybe what? maybe five minutes. No way. I sure did. That was it. That was it. Huh. All right. That's the time to beat. Five minutes. Five. Oh, we can do that. Um, by the way, the average amount of time uh, is a four. There's a 45 minute rule, but the average date lasts about 75 minutes. OK, that sounds 75. about right. That sounds about right. All right, Kayla, Show Book of Records. How quickly were you out of there? One minute and 50 seconds. One minute and 50 seconds. I am guessing it's the same thing that Mo went through. Like, the picture just did not match. Uh, That and, like, the first thing he said out of his mouth was like, um, wow, I can't believe, basically, your butt is so big. It's way bigger than the picture. And I was like, you know what? Yep. you have a good night. Yep. Wow. Watch my I'll watch big it as old I walk away. Last time you see it. Why would it? Why? How? Because people are stupid. Yes. They have no common sense or decency or couth. Wow, it, your butt is bigger than it looked in the pictures. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Olivia, good morning. You can beat one minute and 50 seconds. I can't beat a minute and 50 seconds, unfortunately, but I did have my ride. On the way to pick me up at the restaurant we were driving to before we got there. Oh, so he picked you up to take you to the restaurant. It was such a bad drive to the restaurant that you had a car there waiting to take you back home as soon as you got there. Yes, I shouldn't even have gotten in the car because I knew it wasn't it, but I'm really nice and I'm working on that. But, you know, I was texting my sister at the traffic light by our house, like, please meet me at the restaurant. Sadly, I gave her the wrong restaurant and I had to book it to, like, the restaurant next door. Oh, no. What did he say? First of all, how long were you in the car and what did he say in the car to make you realize, like, I am not sitting through a dinner with this dude? Uh, It was like a three or five minute car and um, he didn't look like he was supposed to. So that was like strike one. Car smelled like cigarettes. So that was strike two. And then this very different hobbies. And so I was like, I know that this isn't something that's going to be worth like, I don't want to waste his time. Don't want to waste mine. Um, I ended up sitting through, like we sat at the booth. He ordered, I ordered water. He He ordered a drink and an appetizer. I, like, ran to the bathroom, confirmed that my sister was on her way, went and paid for his drink and appetizer, and then went out to the booth and, like, gave him the info. Like, hey, I I paid the tax. I'm leaving, though. Like, you know, represent yourself more accurately, and I think you'll have better luck. Oh. Good advice. Good advice. Good advice. Here. Bird Show.
If you listen to The Burt Show, you know we call romantic alone time piano playing. And if you want to get a little bit better at playing your music sheet between the sheets, the best way to get started is to go to adamandeve.com right now. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item, plus free shipping and rush processing. And that's not all. When you select your one item, you'll also get a free kit that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. The kit includes six free movies for your viewing pleasure and Adam and Eve wants to make your life easy. They've got discreet shipping as your privacy is a priority, plus 100% free shipping with rush processing on your entire order. Bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your piano playing room. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item, something adventurous or something you've always desired. Just enter code Abby, A-B-B-Y at checkout. That's Abby, A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount at adamandeve.com. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Britney Spears' memoir has been out for one day, and this is the number one thing that people are talking about. First of all, I think we got to give our girl a round of applause because The Woman in Me is the highest selling celeb memoir in history. What? After a single day of being on the market. How crazy is that? Good Damn. for her. I mean, dude, all the tea that's being spilled and all the excerpts that they were using to promote this thing, I, I don't doubt it. Because, I mean, you're, you're talking about one of the biggest pop stars in the world and then she's talking about another one of the biggest pop stars yeah. in the world. It's no doubt that it's yeah. number one. And it's also all the tea that people have wanted for years yes. and years and years if you're a big Britney fan. This this has been 20 years in the making. Yeah. Yeah. So I honestly think sales are going to skyrocket even more after this audio clip continues to gain traction on the internet. This went viral yesterday. I haven't gotten to this part of the book yet, but when I listened to it, I was like, I cannot wait to hear this little excerpt. So we already got the big bombshells from the little tidbits of information that had linked, leaked like the infidelity from her relationship with JT, drinking with her mom in the eighth grade. But this is the clip that's making the rounds. So in the book, Brittany talked about the difference between NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys. She said that it seemed like the Backstreet Boys tried to position themselves more as white artists, but NSYNC always hung out with black artists. But Brittany felt like sometimes they tried a little bit too hard to fit in. His band NSYNC was what people back then called so pimp. They were white boys, but they loved hip hop. To me, that's what separated them from the Backstreet Boys, who seemed very consciously to position themselves as a white group. NSYNC hung out with black artists. Sometimes I thought they tried too hard to fit in. One day, Jay and I were in New York, going to parts of town I'd never been to before. Walking our way was a guy with a huge, blinged-out medallion. He was flanked by two giant security guards. Jay got all excited and said so loud, Oh yeah, faux shiz, faux shiz, genuine, what's up, homie? (laughs) After genuine walked away, Felicia did an impression of Jay. (laughs) Oh yeah, faux shiz, faux shiz, genuine. (laughs) Jay wasn't even embarrassed. He just took it and looked at her like, Okay, f*** you. Isn't that insane? Jay is Justin? Yeah. Is that what's happening? Yeah. He was, yeah, she's accusing Justin of using black speak when he was around black artists. Uh, Oh, okay. It's It's so cringy. Yeah, but hearing Michelle Williams do that, though. (laughs) And and you guys were asking in studio what the connection is between Michelle Williams, who's a big old uh, actress. I mean. She's huge. I think award winning even. What is the connection there? Do you know? We don't know. We don't know. We do know that Michelle has stood up for Britney, so when the news came out that 
Michelle was going to do the audiobook. She's like, listen, I've always been on Britney's side. So it could just be that they made the rounds for wanting an actress, maybe somebody who would be able to portray these kinds of audiobook clips in a very in a very unique way. They would be able to take their own spin on it. So, and maybe Michelle was like, you know what? I, I love Britney and I've always been a fan. She was a star in the 90s. So I think it makes a little bit of sense, but I think um, it's hmm. it's still a little bit random. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's still coming out of left field. Yeah. I, I just I don't think I got past the for shizzle, for shizzle, for shizzle. <laughs> Can we isolate that? Yeah, I would like to hear that again. <laughs> <laughs> so people are joking that Michelle is gonna win like an Oscar, a Grammy, a Golden Globe, everything for this thing. But when I heard that, oh, she could potentially be up for a Grammy, I was like, there's no way. So I did a little Google search and turns out that spoken word, poetry, yeah. audiobooks, storytelling, non-musical dramas, sermons, and narrations without music, collaboration, or accompaniment can be up for a Grammy. So she could oh, get that. Yeah. I think Michelle Obama won one. I think Kobe Bryant won one. Yeah. yeah. Also. Mm-hmm. So Michelle Williams is next. Okay, I saw this story and I had to talk about it as a Twilight fan from back in the day. I was a Twihard back in the day. It's cringy now, but I was reading Entertainment Weekly and apparently director Sofia Coppola almost directed the final Twilight film, but she backed out of it because she said one of the plot points was just too weird for her. So there's a plot point in the final installment of Twilight where 17-year-old Jacob, who is a werewolf played by by Taylor Lautner, imprints on the protagonist's newborn baby, basically saying that we are going to be soulmates. So she said, we had one meeting. It never went anywhere. I thought the whole imprinting thing with the werewolf was weird. The baby... Uh Uh-uh, not for me. But part of the earlier Twilight could be done in an interesting way. I thought it'd be fun to do a teen vampire romance, but the last one um, gets really far out there. So it was a no for Mm -hmm. her. Okay, moms will really feel this one. Paris Hilton is coming after trolls who roasted her eight-month-old in the comments of a photo. She posted a picture of her with her baby, and people thought her baby's head was just too big. So they posted comments Mm. roasting the kid, and she came out on Instagram and was basically just like, let us live our life in peace. It's hard enough living in the spotlight, but leave my kid alone. Yeah, I mean, shame on you. I mean, come on. You can think it. You just can't write it. Exactly. (laughs) Are we at a point now where if you post your baby, you have to accept that that just might... Because okay. I, I thought, I thought about that, right? right? Uh-huh. And I have chosen to share my child on social media. And um, you can say whatever you want about me. But the minute you say something about my kid, I am coming after you. Not like, fair. Not like, fair. I, I get we, we, we expose ourselves. So you're going to be exposing yourself to like a slew of hate and nasty comments. And it, it's just, it's par for the course. It's part of the social media game, especially if you are of any sort of celebrity like Paris Hilton. But you do that, you deserve to get called out. It's not fair. Your kid is flawless. So you're not going to get heat. Paris Hilton's kid looks like it's the baby in Big Boss. That baby boss. The boss baby. You ever seen that movie? I have not. Okay. I have seen the photos of the, ba- so of not, the movie. It's not a fair comparison. <laughs> For more stories, head to thebirdshow.com. Big Evas. It's the Bird Show. Pretty sure Mo is the only male member of the Bird Show that's going to be able to give advice on this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the great, great sweatpants incident yeah. of 2021. Yeah. 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 Just won't go away. Still the highest search anytime you put my name in Google. Get out of here. Is it really? Number one search, Mo can, Mitchell sweatpants. Can you do like a 30 second recap for those that didn't hear it? Sure. So, uh, yes, we were at a BBA <laughs> meeting conference, I believe it was, yeah. and we just took a picture. Um, few of the staff who were there, 
And it was a picture for us to to leave. And the next thing I know, I was getting a lot of DMs from a lot of different women, basically um, complimenting the sweatpants that I had on. And I had by the time I figured out that there was a, it was a thing, I, I couldn't reverse it. Um, my 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 whole situation was out there. Yeah, uh, and this was when Mo was single, and I was getting those DMs about him also, but chose not to tell him because I thought it could only raise his stock. <laughs> yes, it, it, it was just living there on. Bert and Kristen's uh, Instagram live for a full 24 okay. hours. For the record, I took, I had like the photo was on my phone. It's still on my phone. Um, <laughs> I posted it to my Insta story and I, had I noticed, I would not have posted it because we were there for Bert's big adventure. Like it, obviously, <sighs> this was a children's event. Well, oh, no, 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 there were no, no, no kids there. No, it was a conference for the staff, right? <laughs> no children present. No, okay. so, but I posted it, and it wasn't until after some people sent me some text messages, and I was like, "What?" And then I went and looked back at said Insta story, and I was like. Well, it's too late now. <laughs> and then Bert shared that picture to his story. Knowing that the reaction it was going to yeah, get. He did it I, on purpose. I, I saw it. <laughs> I was just trying to be a good wingman. Mo brought his own tripod to the picture show. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so the reason why I'm saying Mo is the only one in here that is going to be able to give advice, because in this email, uh, it's her sister's boyfriend that has a similar, I don't want to call it a problem. An affliction. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> similar connection to what Mo did that day also. I, I do it on purpose, right? No. Okay. I think Mo should read the email. It only makes sense that Mo should read it. Would you like to read the email? I don't mind. Okay. All right. Y'all, how in the world do I tell my sister's boyfriend we can see his package? Let's call him Packard. <laughs> Packard has shown up to our family's house a handful of times. He's a fit dude and likes to wear athleisure. Each time he visits, he wears tight-fitting pants, and you can see the outline of you-know-what. I'm pretty sure he's going commando because of how much you can see. It's so incredibly awkward. Like, he doesn't draw obvious attention to it, but I find it very hard to believe that he doesn't realize what he's doing. He must know he's on display, right? Do dudes do this to show off? And how does my sister not notice this and how uncomfortable it makes everyone else? It's all we can talk about whenever he is over. <laughs> my mom and I had to excuse ourselves to the kitchen when he stood up from the couch to stretch. <laughs> 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 my sister would be mortified to know her own mother and sister were talking about her boyfriend's package in the kitchen. But how can we not when it's on full display? I'm assuming this is a convo we need to have with her rather than him. I don't want him to feel objectified, but when you have an object like that, it's hard not to notice. Are we the ones in the wrong? I mean, you wouldn't point out a woman's large boobs, would you? Any help how to handle this conversation would be much appreciated. Thanks. All right, let's take these one at a time. Do dudes do this to show off? I can tell you from experience, I do everything I can to cover mine. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I can't really answer that. How about you? Uh, well, I can't answer that for everyone, but I, I don't, that's never been a thing that I purposely know of. I, I've, I've never known a guy to want to be in that situation on purpose. Not at all. It's no. been a thing for a while. The gray pant thing, right? Or gray, mm -hmm. sweats, gray sweatpants, right? Yes. Just, I don't know. It's kind of an outline thing. I don't know any dude that purposely shows that or gets tighter stuff to show that off. But again, 
I don't really come from a place uh, <laughs> of bragging. <laughs> I got into a, um, it wasn't an argument, but it was an uncomfortable situation in my relationship at one point because I guess there were pictures of me on her phone and one of her friends, quote unquote friends, made a comment about the picture of me and my <laughs> pants that I had on. And my lady was upset about it. Like, maybe you shouldn't wear those kind of pants. But I'm like, what do you want me to do? Oh, so with the roles reversed? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. What would you say to her, right? Like, how do you think I feel when we have to go places and you want to look nice and sexy and all that? And it's something I got to just kind of deal with. Got I mean, the cleavage out and stuff. All, you would never be right. on the beach everywhere we going. Like, I'm seeing guys stare. That's kind of just the way it goes. And yeah. we, we have to. I, so I'm telling her, I'm like, first of all, you don't think we go through this? And second, it's not like I'm out here with like small short Daisy Duke shorts on. <laughs> I mean, if I was dangling out the bottom, I would understand. Yeah. But if this, <laughs> I would get your point. But like, what do you want me to do? If this comes from a dude to a woman, it's controlling and sexist. It is. Yeah. But if it comes from a woman, it's well, controlling and sexist. At least it should be. Facts. Well, that's what that's what she says at the end of her email. She goes, you wouldn't point out a woman's large boobs, would you? So mm-hmm. is she and her mom in the wrong for hyper-focusing on this dude's crotch? This kind of conversation can only be had in a joking way between two dudes. So if... He, if, if it's really bothering the family. So dad needs to say something to a him? A guy in the family. I don't know who it is, but mm-hmm. a, like a guy could joke to him about it. So to make him aware of it, but I don't think it could come from a woman. I agree. I completely agree. Like if it comes from a guy, it's different. Okay. Like if you, you can't, because if, if it were a guy and a woman was walking in with her breast out, the guy can't say, no. can you put those away? Yeah. You just have to not look. Exactly. So in this scenario, so it's, so your sister brings home a dude who is a Packard, all right? What I'm already you, uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? You're the dude. You've been designated. Your whole family, your mom and your other sisters talking about it. You and your dad are talking about it. And they're like, all right, Mo, this is what we've decided. You got to say something to him <laughs> to get him to like either start wearing underwear to like put this puppy away or to wear st- some looser pants. No, nah, my dad, the head of the family, he got to handle that <laughs> one. <laughs> I'm, I'm delegating the responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. You can't say you're the head of the family then when conversations like this need to come up, you go, you back off and say, oh, no. No, no, no. Man, Pop, you take care of this That's one. on you. Yeah. This is The Bird Show. <laughs> All right, Kristen, so your husband had a bit of a meltdown, right? Had a little bit of a run-in. Run-in. Um, I, I wouldn't call it a meltdown. I think he's he's been a little stressed lately, has some stuff going on behind the scenes. Um. And I think he's been feeling that stress, and it all came to a head. (laughs) 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 It all came to a head uh, in the carpool lane of Jimmy's preschool. He he got into a fight with somebody in the preschool? I wouldn't say he got into a fight. Wouldn't even say he got into an altercation, but I do believe he got some of his aggressions out. And these have been building in the same situation over and over and over again, and he hasn't said anything? So, yeah, there have been some instances in the carpool lane that I think have been building, but I think life in general has thrown a lot of stuff at him, and he was just over people being inconsiderate Mm -hmm. and thoughtless and had had enough, and he just needed to unleash. Is your dude on the phone right now? He is. Hey, Bart. Good morning, guys. <laughs> <laughs> let him have it. Go ahead. Let him have it. 
right, this this system that they have to drop off kids at our at Jimmy's preschool, it is not hard. There is station one, two, and three. You pull up into a spot, <laughs> you unload your kids, and you keep it moving. And you don't keep it moving because out of something for the kids, you, it's respecting the teacher's time, getting the kids in the classroom, and respecting the people behind you. And it's not a hard concept. You pull up into one, two, or three, unload, and then keep it moving. All right. Me and Jimmy roll in late. I don't wake him up. He wakes up on his own. So that means we're always rolling in. One of the last people in the line. Cool. No problem. I get there. Sometimes I have to take walk him in on my own. Not a big deal. Problem is, all right, one mom is what's, oh, she's getting, she's getting me worked up. because She always pulls in and she straddles spot two and three. And then I roll in behind her, and now I'm sitting back here, and I've got to walk Jimmy up, and the teachers have to walk out further, and it's just inconsiderate. Pull into one, two, or three. Don't straddle two and three, pushing me out back, because then somebody pulls in behind me. Guess what? They're way back there. It's be considerate of other people. Then the other day, so this this is this lady's first offense. <laughs> I, I pull in. I pull in late, as I do. All right? But – you know, I see them. They're unloading their kids. They're in spot two and three. All right, cool. I'm back here in no man's land. Whatever. No big deal. So I'm waiting for them to pull out. They're taking their sweet time. M time. <laughs> All right, cool. Fine. But remember, drop-off line is not a social circle. It's not time to mm. chit-chat. All right, you move 100 feet up into the parking lot. Talk. You're going to talk. Fine. Whatever. Get out. Out in no man's land, moving Jimmy up, and sure enough, another car pulls in behind me. As I'm unloading Jimmy, and we do a quick bam, love you, see you, go. He loves school; it's awesome. He's super, no big deal. He's turns and he's running; he's having a good time. That's awesome. As I'm going to shut his door and get back in, these two ladies that are sitting in two and three are still just hanging out talking. So now they're getting the death stare as I'm walking around the mm. truck. I get my truck, and I'm still waiting. And I look at my front windshield, and guess what they're doing now? They're pulling shoes out of the back seat, showing each other their shoes. <laughs> All right, I'm about to lose my mind. I get it. I walk around in a state of perpetual annoyance ever since I've had a kid. But I'm sitting there, and they're getting the best Bart Harry eyeball they can get, you know, that I can muster. And I'm just I'm like, I'm not going to honk. I'm not going to honk. I'm not going to honk. <laughs> then finally, I just ease past and as I'm going around, one of the ladies finally goes around her car and she's saying something. I assume she's doing some sort of apology, <laughs> saying Merry Christmas. I don't know what she says something. My side window's open. I don't know what she's saying. I just merely yell, sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I, I don't feel bad about that at all. I am. I am so pissed off. It's just annoying. It's just like, be considerate. Because, like, see, it's not even me. It's the right. person behind me. I don't know what they got going right. on. <clears throat> it's just inconsiderate. Everybody be a little bit more considerate. Now, where it gets weird is when you go to family night last night and you see the mom. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. And they're super sweet. <laughs> that's, that's what's annoying. I understand the frustration. And there is a rule. Technically, Bart broke the rule by going around because you're not allowed to go around the cars because they don't want you yeah. in case kids run out. So you have to sit there and wait for the cars to move. But because they were the last ones, he did. But, oh, my, I mean, y'all, I got that text from him, and then I got the breakdown, and I'm like... <laughs> 
<laughs> you're, but you're not about to make family not real uncomfortable for all of us, are you? Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. All right, my dude. Talk to you later. Later. It's the Burt Show. This is the Burt Show.